0: Welcome everyone to our next episode here on Security Confidential. And this week we're doing, again, something a little different. We're joined by Chris Kazel. He is our practice lead for Okta, for all things Okta, and a a whole bunch of other things, but on this topic, he's gonna focus on Okta. And what we've asked Chris to do is uh, provide some insight and guidance over the next several series on what it really takes for an organization to fundamentally become successful with the technology uh, that is provided by Okta and the enablement that's there. Uh, and it's a fairly deep topic. We can't cover it in one episode, but we're going to start today talking about this. So, Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here, man.
1: Not a problem at all. Thank you for having me, Manoj. Yeah, Hi, uh, listeners. you
0: all... <laughs> So, Chris, you know, one thing that uh, we've done, I don't know, I can't even count anymore how many Okta implementations, but dozens and dozens and dozens over the last many, many years. And and you started from zero, right, with the technology. When Mm -hmm. so many years ago at Dark Rhino, your introduction to it was how?
1: Well, I think we were looking for someone to pick up and kind of do implementations here just because Okta was on the rise, right? So um, yeah, there were a lot of tools we were looking at, but Okta was kind of the one that I, I just had the most
0: interest in at the time. And when we started exploring it, you know, one of the big things initially was uh, we're a managed services provider, so we have to take care of a lot of customers in a lot of complex situations. But In this case we're turning back the clock to day zero and if you recall your experiment or your experience from day zero to today what is the right pathway to get someone educated on the technology i mean i know we did it by the school of hard knocks early on but how would you suggest that really that topic be approached if if you have an in-house security engineer and Maybe they're not even a security engineer, maybe they're an IT infrastructure person, and you want them to get to the level of being able to administer Okta. Let's just start there. Let's forget about doing all the complex integrations. Just wanting to administer the environment, how would you suggest, an or- what should an organization consider from a person's background? What should they consider from training? What what do you think it will take from time what give us some insights here you know what are sure. your thoughts about this topic
1: yeah yeah so i think when the first way i learned about it was myself and another engineer here we we took the octa essentials training so it was the the proprietary one hosted by octa um that was really my first exposure to it okay and i i don't think that was the best way to go about it necessarily because i had no familiarity with the console Um, before getting into this line of work, I didn't really know that single sign on platform existed because that's kind of a technology that operates behind the scenes. Right. Um, Right. You you know, people who we implement it for, they they use it every day. And a lot of employees don't even necessarily understand that what's going on in the background. So, um, it was new to me in that sense. I didn't really have any experience with them. So I don't think that that route was that, was that helpful at the beginning because even though I was able to walk through the guides that they provided and that kind of thing, um, it, it didn't really sink in, right? So what I found, because we've done a couple trainings to help people prep for the exams and whatnot, I've found it's a lot simpler to kind of. It's kind of a weird concept, but you think about day-to-day company operations, like what what do you what do you do as an administrator day-to-day, and it's it's more along the lines of like troubleshooting weird problems like difficulty accessing applications that kind of thing um, I think a better approach is to start setting things like that up in more from like a lab perspective so one thing we do when we have new people coming in here is we'll, we'll set up you know the octa dev tenants are free you just sign up for them you get a tenant and then you kind of want to you can go through get a free trial to some application create a user try and figure out how to how to link the two like these are basic concepts of of identity access management right so although that stuff is mentioned in in, in these Okta guides and tutorials and stuff um, unless you go through and kind of show a little bit of proactivity and try to learn it especially if you have no background in Okta, right um i found that's the best way to do it
0: so you're suggesting get a lab environment up and running first
1: and yeah i would say and, so
0: and play in that sandbox for a period of time, as opposed to doing the formal training up front, which, in your case, you thought it was uh, not the most beneficial route to take, right? Yeah, I thought
1: it was useful to go back once I, would you know, got my got, got my bearings. But but yeah, at the get-go, it's kind of an abstract concept, really, how all the SSO stuff works, and and uh, yeah, I didn't get that much value out of the training at the time.
0: And do you do you think that, now you have a fairly technical background, um, but do you think someone has to have a fairly technical background before they initiate this journey? Or do you think this is someone that who has been an IT administrator, maybe has familiarity with IT topics? Can, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So you, you're
1: you wondering like somebody with no experience for someone with maybe like basic sysadmin experience?
0: Yeah, like someone like me who has zero experience with this, could I do it? Or or am I, uh, <laughs> I'll pick up I, I, myself I think, here. <laughs> sure, sure.
1: I, I think you'd have a probably more difficult journey because kind of the nature of Okta is it kind of ties in all IT systems. So it's not really just a cloud thing. It's You know, I was lucky enough that I had experience with Active Directory when I came in, and probably 90% of the companies we implemented for rely on Active Directory. A lot of Okta's tools rely on Active Directory, and luckily I knew how Active Directory worked and its function and how to... I was pretty competent with it before I came here. But I think if if you don't have knowledge of something like that, um, it's definitely a more difficult journey. Yeah, much much more difficult
0: so and you know what i took uh, our own so dark rhino developed its own training course that you guys put together and i think it's an abridged version of the boot camp workshop that okta does and it really just focuses on key topics that need to be understood how do you assign groups users roles uh you know how do you connect a saml application how do you connect i learned in those two days of that class, all the lingo. And I learned of the fact that the functionalities exist for various things, but I don't think I could actually today take the action, not because the class is lacking, but because I didn't do the labs the way that you are talking about. I think that's critical. I think that the stick time has to go with the study time on the system post yeah, taking a, a class point. or pre or pre taking a class, I should say. Because the other people that have taken the class, uh, I know they passed their Okta admin exams, right? They've written to mm-hmm. us and uh, they passed it with flying colors, but um, I don't think they were starting from ground zero like I was, you know, someone that had no clue how Octa works.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of people, different types of people that use it. Some some have had Okta in their organization for a few years, honestly, and, and just take it to prepare for the tests and they're they're pretty familiar with it. But what you said is more like you I'm sure Manoj, you could go into Okta and reset passwords and modify the users and stuff, but right. there's the issue with something like Okta is that it's more about the the bigger concept, like how does data flow through all of your infrastructure and how can it be modified to? How can it be transformed to allow users to access to applications and things like that? That's not really something you learn from a class. Um, that's more something you you have to like rig up for yourself and and work through it and struggle through it sometimes.
0: And that's a very fair point. So anyone that's starting on this journey or any organization that's starting on this journey, they should keep that in mind when they're evaluating their own team that's going to have to support the technology of course a shameless plug here for our own services they could just outsource to us for 12 dollars per user per month and call it a day and they don't have to worry about ever having an Okta engineer but we realize that everyone's not going to (laughs) be our client uh, and and they will have a journey to go through and and make that happen so I guess the other question is like Okta has three different levels of certification,
1: uh-huh.
0: right? Uh, I think it's professional, administrator, and then consultant currently. I think uh, they announced recently that they're gonna go through more specialization for workforce, for SIAM, for um, Access Gateway. But as of today, they have three levels. What kind of time frame or Do you think it would take someone, again, let's just assume that they have been, uh, they have some AD knowledge. Let's give them that because I think most people uh, going into the environment might have that basic level of understanding to actually go through and attain the first certification as a professional and then as an admin and then as a consultant. Maybe if you could talk a little bit about how those three different levels are and What's really required of someone starting with the uh, professional level first
1: mm-hmm. so the the professional is the easiest of the three, but I would say for a for someone who's new to it they're, they're, they all have their own difficulties, um, even though it's considered the easiest the first tier of of exams. professional is more about can you navigate the console? Are you familiar with the like the octaverbage? Um, do you have basic understanding of how the, how a single sign on works? Um, what else we I've seen, I've written up uh, quite a few practice tests, but, but it's more like you'll get troubleshooting scenarios, like basic ones. Why, why can't a user log in? Um, take a look at these logs and give a recommendation it, it's, it's more that sort of thing. Um, it's not super specialized, like you said, but it's, you do need to know a good amount of. It's like proprietary Octa verbiage that they bring up, which I f- I think is what's difficult for people, um, because I I can't think of a good example off the top of my head, but I, I remember seeing all the time like like the Octa integration network and things like this. These are all terms that they they require you mem you to memorize. So that's more the that's more the professional. It's the first tier. It, it's like when you kind of dip a toe into Octa. Um,
0: can you so pass that test without any lab time?
1: I think you probably could, but I think you would need prior knowledge, like a decent amount of prior knowledge.
0: Okay. With yeah. an IAM system.
1: With an IAM system, the Active Directory stuff is is referenced quite a bit on it. You you need to know a bit about single sign-on and the different and the the protocols and whatnot. But again. Wait, unless you know the octa verbiage I, I don't think you can pass it because there's like the even there the swab plugin in like that's an octa thing you, you're not going to have prior knowledge of that so i i think it would be i i don't think you could study for a week and pass it okay yeah.
0: well, what about the admin what ha- what's going on there
1: the admin is more about um like more complex integrations. So I, I mentioned earlier, you need to know like the big concepts or how data flows through through your through your infrastructure and in terms of identity. Um, there's a lot more questions around that. Specifically, like it'll ask you, Company A has Active Directory and there's some issue with the way users are being imported, causing Salesforce to break. Like it's it's more those kinds of questions. They're more complex rather than like, why, look at this log. Why can't the user log in? So that would be the level one test. The level two, it's a lot more fleshed out and and specific because even if like if you're if you're coming from a company that uses Okta and you know you don't use Box or Salesforce or O365, if you have a more simple IT infrastructure, a lot of the questions are about those applications specifically. It's it's much more like broad than what you might be used to. Um, so I don't think that's a super good one to take without doing any of the lab work, like I said.
0: It almost seems like you have to have, um, from what you just described, some real-world stick time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. About because it. back back when we were a long time ago, when we were preparing for it, you could get like a Dropbox free trial, an O365 free trial, and Salesforce trial, and I would I set them all up in Okta. and. Kind of struggled through the integration process and enabling the provisioning and all that stuff, and provisioning is is a much bigger focus on the second exam um the life cycle management features they call
0: it and what happens on the uh octo the final level at the consultant level what uh what's entailed there
1: That one is much more difficult um <laughs> you say. <that. laughs> Whereas, yeah, well, I, I'll give you some examples. So whereas the first two are more one-off questions, even though this, the, the level two exam is a little more in depth, the third one is more about like, you'll have a giant page-long scenario of Acme Corporation, and it'll tell you a paragraph of their infrastructure and a paragraph of their challenges, and it's not really a concrete question like, please pick the best answer from the following. It's more like, considering all the Considering the scenario, what would be your recommendation as a consultant? And those questions—it's <laughs> really hard to find. Some, like they're just very vague, and you have to kind of think about the best practice of how you implement like the Z-scalar or something, and and uh, just give it your best guess. And then there's maybe ten questions per scenario. It's and they build off the previous ones. It's very, it's it's actually very difficult. Um, <laughs>
0: that the prep is very difficult for that one can you even do that without doing real implementations it sounds like multiple not really
1: not really because a lot of the technologies they ask about and whatnot um it's impossible to get a trial for or um they're asking about custom applications that have somebody wrote and you're trying to integrate them it's unless you have a background in in coding and like application developments, it's it's much more difficult. It's a lot easier to do the implementations and then help customers set that kind of thing up and take what you've learned. But that's yeah. the only reason I think I was able to pass it.
0: So okay. is now let me ask you the ultimate question on this. Is there any value to taking these exams whatsoever? Or if you're in a, you know, a hundred person company environment, do you even, why bother? I mean, this sounds like a lot of work i for us it's a check in the box right we're an mssp so it's our bread and butter we have to show the world that we have the certification
1: i don't think like from a company's from acme corporations yeah. perspective if they have three guys working on okta i don't think so but in terms of like career development it's definitely a good cert- certification to have um maybe i shouldn't say I this,
0: listeners I- if you're looking for a job <laughs> that's yeah, what Chris yeah. just said.
1: Because <laughs> I, do, I do get quite a few LinkedIn job offers for Okta consultants, so. Um, oh, I'm sure. Uh, but outside of career development or for someone like us who, Okta, it's like more of a requirement, right, to, as a partner than, I, I wouldn't necessarily say so, no. I think if you know how to manage your own environment and have basic ability to integrate applications, I, I think that's plenty.
0: So uh, let me ask you another, this is more of maybe a little difficult question, but in what you have seen with uh, our customer base and for our audience, I I want them to know that, you know, our customer base typically is sub 2000 employees, right? Mm -hmm. Does it, you know, when you compare taking on a managed service and you don't have to necessarily spend the FTEs towards the technology and the, all the development that's required. In your mind, is that a more expeditious or efficient path to take? Or would you say that you should de- definitely develop your entire team internally? Or is there some kind of hybrid in between here? Um, what's your experience shown you in so many of these implementations? Uh, with the the customer's ability to support this technology well into the future. And, and we know these implementations are not static, right? I mean, people add applications, people change, roles change. A lot of things happen there. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, my experience,
1: it, it definitely varies. There's a spectrum, right? So if people are picking up Okta and implementing it from scratch, the bulk of, there's a ton of work that has to be done at the get-go. And then ideally, once it's configured properly, you can kind of set it and forget it. Um, that being said, since we offer the MSSP service, it's more like we, we configure it to a place where it's as automated as possible, and then we're on the hook to troubleshoot and then add applications as time goes on. I I see most companies assign Okta to somebody who already has, it's not their primary job function, and I think in a situation like that, moving it to somebody like Dark Rhino would be a better option. Um, but I think if somebody was going to hire a full-time employee to implement Okta, it's in a situation like that is probably where you would, where the having a certificate would
0: be would be handy. yeah and you know what i would agree with that we we have seen that and and by and large those are the larger organizations right Mm -hmm. people with uh extensive i.t teams that are in-house uh and they have the skill set and the talent in-house to deal with it uh and even but even in those instances we have taken on a role as an expert consultant if you will for some specialized applications and then they go ahead and run with it But by and large, you know, in the space, at least in which we operate, I think what you described is totally correct. I mean, for most of the time, you know, the sub 2000 employee organizations. Someone is getting assigned this task that may not necessarily have this as their primary responsibility. And then if you Uh, don't maintain MFA single sign on provisioning, deprovisioning and all the policy sets around it then you're not getting an optimal security profile risk reduction out of the system that you should be getting and that you're paying good money for. Okta is not a cheap technology, right? I
1: mean, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, to build on that, it's when when you see one person get stuck with administering it, it usually gets unorganized and tangled. And that's when we get brought in, right, to help solve that problem. Yeah. So um, even if you go that route, it's, you could usually
0: use a little bit of help, so. Now, in in terms of, um, I, I don't know if you can comment relative to, there's a lot of single sign-on technologies out there, right? And I won't mention all of them. There's a plethora of them out there. In your mind, is there one, or two particular things that you have seen over and over again where Okta just has excelled at enabling some function within the organization that has material business value to to a company. Uh, Relative to other, relative to the field, let's just leave it at that. Your Mm -hmm. engineer's perspective, because I know Gartner has their own Perspective on this thing, but I'm not asking for that. I'm asking from a at the ground level, what what is the real world shown? I think hmm,
1: well, if if you have a very complex environment, I think Okta is much more agnostic than something like um, because Azure can do single sign-on to cloud apps, right? Um, but if you have Ldap servers and you have development work that needs to be done. On your applications, I think it's a lot easier to work with Okta. It's just much more agnostic. Um, it, it can slot in really anywhere, whereas, like I, I said, Azure, it's 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 not as uh, flexible. I would say um, there's some scenarios there's some scenarios with Azure where Okta doesn't work at all. But um, besides that, like especially if you're thinking about expanding and you have a lot of Linux servers and things like that. I just think it's just, it's more agnostic in my
0: opinion. It's more agnostic. Well, and that is critical, especially, I mean, most people have a pretty heterogeneous environment, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, And we've seen, and we've seen a big, you know, on our side, we've seen a big, uh, uptick in the number of people who are looking at the SIAM use cases, where people are bringing in external identities. That's been a big one for us. That's that's been a theme that's been recurring, and it seems like uh, the technology has done a good job of covering that use case, of factoring in external technologies to uh, give them access to services that an organization may provide um that has a direct revenue impact right yeah
1: yeah and it just the only the only other thing I can, i'm thinking of it now because I'm, we're talking about that i think if your first point of contact with a new employee is an hr system um the way octa works is it can import from the hr system create the create licenses and users and other applications just um it's just uh it's possible it's so highly automated if, if configured correctly that it just has an edge over some of the other ones. I, I don't really know like so what are the, some of the other I am like Off Anvil and
0: yeah I can't
1: remember the, the other technologies. There's a but whole I don't
0: bunch. Know, There's a
1: provisioning technologies are there. Yeah.
0: There's a plethora of them. So yeah. now what about getting back to the education topic for a second? Are there web like third party web based resources? uh for orienting yourself with okta so i know like for example uh if i want to learn oracle database there are a billion youtube videos if i want to learn sap HANA, uh, i can pick that up from a multitude of sources there's so many people publishing content out there on the topic are does that ecosystem exist for octa is there uh, groups or, uh, support groups for engineers or, uh, you know, YouTube channels, or, I mean, what's been, do you have any thoughts on that? Cause I personally haven't seen a lot of it, but then I'm not an engineer implementing this on a day-to-day basis.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. There's not too many like good YouTube videos. I know, I know you're talking about, there's not too many like guys talking over, showing you how to do stuff. Um, I think their, their documentation is okay. It's kind of vague at times, and I find myself a lot of the time needing to, like, device trust. Uh, it's there, There's um, a guide for Microsoft Intune, but if you're using another third-party one that it claims it supports, there's no step-by-step. So if you want to be able to answer questions succinctly for a customer, you kind of have to do it yourself. So um, it's a bit lackluster in that regard, but if you have a question about, integrating any application with Okta, their configuring single sign-on documentation is good. So it has screenshots, step-by-step stuff, um, as long as it's an Okta network, which not every app app is, but there's tens of thousands. So I, I think they do a pretty good job, but yeah, their documentation's okay. Their application, SSO config documentation is, is good. Um, and then their user community Seems like it's changed a lot over the last few years. So it's, it, it seems like there's a lot less information in there. But I might just, I don't know. I I don't search through like their their forums or anything. So I'm I'm not quite sure. But yeah, a lot of the time you kind of have to figure it out for yourself. Like if there's if there's no documentation for something, it's on our internal wiki.
0: Like one of the things, when it comes to education, since we're on that topic, I think communicating with the end user community is a big deal, in any Octa rollout. I think time needs to be allotted for that, right? I mean, I even see it, we're Okta users internally here at Dark Rhino. And whenever something changes, I'm probably the first one to have a <laughs> an, an issue with it, right? And I, I put myself in the layman's category here. So I have to believe that in a much larger organization, there's gonna be a lot more people like me that would be like, hey man, what'd you do? What happened here?
1: Yeah. How do but I get it myself? Communication is the most difficult, difficult part about implementing Octa. Just doing it without any interruption and communication—it's it's the hardest part. What would you? What have you done
0: for that? I—I I know it's well, like you we, wake up on Monday morning and you got 0365 and all of a sudden you can't get to your uh, Microsoft Outlook, and I know people would probably have—it'd be kind of ticked off. Actually, it'd be like,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's. That's a that's a difficult one. I, I mean you do a lot of planning, but then you'll we honestly enable the SSO late at night on a Friday or something like that and test it thoroughly. Just uh but how do you, you communicate that to impact? the
0: user? Like what's is there a best practice out there? Some things that you have seen practically that work to let people it, know, the masses know that a big change is coming for them.
1: Yeah, it comes it comes more for mobile users because when you when you change out through 65 to to SSO, it, a lot of people use the Outlook client for their desktop, right? So there's not really a change there, but for mobile users, they need to re-authenticate. And honestly, we just leverage the company's communication team to send an email that we write up saying with some screenshots that you're going to need to relog log in come this weekend or whatever. And, yeah, it's, we, we just try to leverage their communications team if possible.
0: Does it usually work? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I don't think we've ever had any any fiascos.
0: Well, hey, man, I, I wanna give our listeners the honest uh, feedback, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that doesn't work for sure that you have, that you have seen people try in that regard um, with end user communication?
1: The only thing I've seen is when you, if you're not on the same page as, as the company and each, obviously there's, how do I explain it? There's tons of things to consider when turning on SSO for something like Office. Um, we do our best to communicate that to, to the to their IT team and their change controls, but if if they don't completely understand, and there's something that gets messed up along the way, you know, we, it's probably our fault for not communicating it correctly. But again, that as well has has not happened in a long time too
0: so any other parting thoughts you might have on the okta education building up knowledge side that that you want to leave our listeners with until our next episode
1: yeah yeah so that the one tip i would give everyone is if you go to okta certification exams online they they have the tiers and then study guides for all them the study guides are broken down with percentage on the exam And when i take people through the exams on in that training course you mentioned, Minoj, and then internally too. Um, I, I have them do something for, for each section. It, everything on the study guide is on the test, right? So it's going to be a question. Not it's going to be a question about the topic. Obviously, it doesn't have the exact questions, but if you can go through the study guide and you're competent in all the in all the categories, I would say do that before you before you take them. That would be my advice.
0: Okay, that's. Good words. And on that note, it's Friday afternoon, almost. I think it's time to uh, call it a day on this one episode. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next one. And we'll get deeper and deeper into each progressive one. Um, I think- I'm sure we will. (laughs) We will, (laughs) but we'll try and keep it to where people don't fall asleep. How about that (laughs) on some of these topics? All right. Thanks, Chris.